Right. I'm ready for Christmas now. I don't know about you, but that nativity just sets me up. I know I'm ready. It's, we're never quite ready for Christmas unless we have the nativity. And I love this, the acting. I love the, just something different. It's absolutely fantastic. But there's something that's really important in a nativity service that's been done by Linda and the rest of the team. And that is instruction. Instructions are really, really important. If the boys and girls hadn't been shown what to do, well, we wouldn't have known what to do, we wouldn't have known what to sing, we wouldn't have known where to walk, we wouldn't have known the donkey to lead, we wouldn't have known any of these things. I don't know about you, but at Christmas, there feels like there's a lot more instructions. Like when I was little, the two instructions I used to hear most were, no, you can't have a chocolate from the tree, and no, you can't eat that because it's for Christmas Day. That used to be the instructions from my mum, now it's just the instructions from my wife. (laughs) But instructions are important, because there's so many things going on here, instructions help things work properly. And I was reading the Christmas story this week, and I realised that in our story, there is a lot of instructions. All through our story, we see God in various ways instructing people through angels, through dreams, through stars. And this morning, I just want us to briefly look at some of those instructions and importantly, the reactions of people to those instructions that they're given. Because our reaction to instructions, how we reply to them, how we put them into place are very, very important. As we read the Christmas story, as we read it in its different accounts, there is lots going on. And it all, it feels deliberate, it feels constructed, and that's because it is. Because God evidently has his hand over every part of this story. There's four key instructions and reactions that we see in this story that are influential in shaping and in creating this Christmas story. The first and one of the biggest instructions we find come in Luke chapter 1. In the 12 verses, we read of the conversation between the angel Gabriel and Mary. We read that the angel Gabriel was sent to the virgin Mary. And what followed was a conversation between the angel and between Mary. And the conversation went something like this. Mary, don't be afraid. I know you are afraid. But don't be afraid. But you're going to have a baby. We see the instruction in verse 30 and 31 that says, You will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called Son of the Most High. That's the instruction. That's instruction one that we see in our Christmas story. The instruction from from God through the angel to Mary. You know, there's no indication of anything significant about Mary. She's addressed firstly as a virgin because that is the significant thing that we have here about Mary. In our story, that's to start with, that's what defines who she is. There's nothing that Mary did especially to deserve this incredible job of bearing the Son of Man. So that's our instruction. And what was Mary's reaction to that instruction? Her initial reaction was one of great trouble. 
The NRSV translation says that Mary was perplexed and she pondered. I don't know about you, but if an angel appeared to me, I think that would be my reaction. I think I would be completely perplexed with no idea of what was going on. And she says, what? How? Me? I'm just a girl. I'm a virgin. It's not possible. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will take care of that. And the angel explains to Mary what's going on. And here's her reaction. This is the really important bit for Mary. She's been told that she's going to be the mother of Jesus. That's a lot of information to take in. And she says, Luke chapter 1 verse 38. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. What a response. The instruction is about a baby. And it's about the name of the baby. And Mary's reaction is if that is what God wants, then I'm his servant. God said it. And Mary said, okay. A young, a not incredibly significant young lady was posed with this instruction. It's incomprehensible and it's unbelievable to try and put yourself in that scenario. It must have been terrifying. But through it all, through the massive challenge she was given, she said, behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. The second instruction we have is the instruction to Joseph. After Mary, we come to another rather unassuming character. We come to a man called Joseph. We know that Joseph is a fair. We know that Joseph is a good man. Because he wanted to divorce Mary quietly. He wanted to end what they had. Because he'd assumed that she cheated. Joseph was a carpenter. An average, normal kind of guy. No great prophet. No massive man of influence. The only thing that notes Joseph is that he's from the line of David. As Joseph prepared his separation from Mary, here comes the instruction. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20. An angel of the Lord appeared, uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. The instruction to Joseph is to take Mary as his wife. An angel appeared in a dream and it told him not to separate but rather to continue the relationship and to marry her because the child she would bear is of God. Again, I can't quite fathom what must be going on in Joseph's head. But again, here's the massively important bit of this instruction, the reaction of Joseph. What is Joseph do what does Joseph say? We find the answer four verses later in Matthew 1, verse 24. It says, When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. No arguments, nothing. God said it, so Joseph 
did it. Mary listened. Mary obeyed. Joseph listened. And Joseph obeyed. The third big instruction we have in here is to a group called the shepherds. The shepherds doing as they do, looking after their flocks with all these lovely sheep. Just doing as they do. Again, very unassuming guys. Very ordinary, very normal kind of guys. And they're just doing their thing and all of a sudden an angel bursts forth in front of them. And I think they have an incredibly obvious reaction. We're told that they were filled with great fear at the sight of the glory of God. I love this because it reminds us of the humanity in this story. It reminds us of the obvious reaction. The fact that these shepherds were shepherds. And that they saw an angel and they were terrified. We find their instruction in Luke 2.12. That says you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths. And lying in a manger. They're told to go. An angel bursts forth to these shepherds. And they are terrified. But the angel told them to be calm. To be still. And to go. And to find the baby. So what did they do? We read that they went with haste. And they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Not only did they go and do what God had told them, but they went with haste. They went quickly to do what God had told them. Because they knew. They knew it was from God. And they knew that it needed to be done. And they knew it needed to be done now. The fourth instruction we have in here comes to our wise men. Their instruction was slightly different. It didn't come from an angel or it didn't come from a dream like the rest of them, but rather God used their intellect, God used their knowledge and their understanding of stars to give them direction. And the star was their instruction. It reads, For we saw his star when it rose. They saw it, and what did they do? This was an instruction that would have a massive impact on these guys' lives. It was a journey that would take massive amounts of time. But there doesn't seem to be any sense of doubt in these guys here. Even as they stood before Herod, there was no sense of doubt. They knew that the star meant a king had been born. And what was their reaction? Matthew 2, 2. They say that they have come to worship. They were called. They were instructed. And they went. They took an eight, nine hundred mile trip, most likely. A trip that would turn your life upside down, that you need to put things on hold for, that you would need to take months, years out to go and do. But they did it to obey God. And so in this Christmas story, we see instructions. And it's clear to see God outworking what he wants in each of these situations. But what I love in this Christmas story is I love this reminder of humanity. That Jesus didn't come on a cloud 
He didn't come as an emperor, as this big guy in a palace, but he came to the bottom. He came in the most humble and lowly existence. I love that the reactions are our reactions. That Mary was perplexed and confused. That Joseph just got on with it. That the shepherds were terrified. And the wise men went no matter the consequences. And I guess this is my challenge to us this morning. That God instructed these guys, this group of people, and they obeyed. We have instructions. Maybe not angels appearing before us in great dreams and stars to follow, but we have the word of God before us. This Christmas, I want to ask you the question, are you being obedient to God? To the two most important commands that Jesus set before us, to love our God and to love our neighbor. If we're serious about Jesus and if we're serious about our Christian walk, then our obedience to what Jesus asks us to is essential. But you know, it's okay to be perplexed. It's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay to be terrified as the shepherds were. Are we being obedient to these commands of God this Christmas? Are we loving God by putting him first? If there was a fly in the wall, if there was a camera on your wall this Christmas, would it be evident that Jesus Christ is at the centre of the Christmas in your household? Or would God be lost somewhere in amongst the presents and the turkey? And the second, are we loving our neighbours this Christmas? Do we know the needs of those around us? Do we know those who are alone and those who are struggling this Christmas? People that we can help, people that we can encourage, maybe people that we can invite. Where can you show the love of God to your neighbours this Christmas? Are we being obedient to God this Christmas? Let's just pray together. Father, I thank you that this Christmas story is one of great obedience. Lord, that you told, you instructed people with what to do. Lord, and they went and they did it. And through that, Lord, we have this most incredible story of how Christ Jesus came to earth. Father, I ask that in the week coming up to Christmas, Lord, in the weeks that follow, would you challenge us? Would you challenge us to put you first? Would you challenge us to love you first and to love our neighbour in everything that we do? God, we thank you for your goodness to us. And would we show that to those around us? In your name we pray. Amen.